be part of a quotation mark so you could have a friend who understands it must suck to be an apostrophe welcome to this episode of game on girl the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture i'm your host regina McMenemy, and i'm your co-host Rhonda oglesby this week we're beyond thrilled beyond excited i i don't know what goes past those words do you, Rhonda? Do you have any idea what goes past this? No, I'm squeeing over here. Squee- I usually yeah. just put that in, in quotation yes, marks. Yes, exactly. We squee- are squeeing over <laughs> this week's episode where we get a chance to talk to Angela and Aubrey Weber, also known as the Double Clicks. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. Mushroom clouds rise, acid rain falls, there aren't any footsteps these days. It's been 13 hours since the crushing defeat, and the last ones turned dust and fillets. I am all alone, there is no one else living. It's a tragedy, but I'll get past it. I'll try to look on the bright side today Finally, I am the fastest Game One Girl is thrilled to have Angela and Aubrey Weber, better known as the Double Clicks, on the show today. Their witty folk music resonates with the geek community, not just because of its insider references, but because it reflects the geek heart and soul. Their latest album, Lasers and Feelings, was released this past summer, with songs about being in love with a supervillain, juggling school and the end of the world, and Mr. Darcy. So welcome to the show, Angela and Aubrey. Oh, thank you. What a lovely introduction. Thank Thank you you so much. much. (laughs) We are so glad you're here and chatting with us today. Yeah, I was thrilled uh, to see you guys perform uh, recently at Comic Book City Con in Greensboro. Yes, that was fun. That was awesome. Yeah, that was and that was a surprise for me because uh, my husband emailed me and said, hey, there's a con going on nearby and we get there and I'm like, the double clicks are here, the double clicks are here. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because, I mean, all the way in North Carolina, I mean, you guys were very, very kind to come out that way. Well, they did. Um, they were super nice to us, the people out there at Acme Comics and Gre- Geeksboro. You have a lovely little uh, geek community in Greensboro and it was an awesome discovery. It was a really fun trip. Yeah. Wasn't it sweet seeing all of those kids running around dressed up? Oh, absolutely. I think all conventions should be held right next to Halloween because there were so many great costumes. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. that, that that was right before Halloween. So... Yeah, you would have had all yeah. the kids dressed up. I got so excited. I had, you know, trick or treaters to share for the first time in pretty much my adult life. And I got so excited with how many geeky costumes there were out there. 
Yeah. My, my favorite at uh, Comic Book City Con is there was a little girl dressed like Hawkeye from the comics. Nice. Oh. It was like super intense and niche and I loved it so much. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. I had a zombie bride and she had a, a bullet wound in her in her forehead. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I was like, that's pretty creative. <laughs> Zombies are all the rage. They are. I had a zombie demon as well. I was a little confused about that one, though. I'm like, hmm. how did that happen? And I tried to ask him and he's just like, I don't know. It looks cool in the dark. And I'm like, OK, cool. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, I bet it would happen in the supernatural world. No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, we um, we both are fans, and most of our listeners have uh, hopefully heard of you guys, but I'm really curious as to how you got started as the Double Clicks, because d- were you both going to school for music? Uh, no, actually, Aubrey went to school for music in Boston. I did go to school for music in Boston, and then I moved out to Portland, where Angela was still going to school, and... Uh... And roped her into starting a band. Yeah, we were, uh, Aubrey was playing with all kinds of people at open mics because she plays cello and everybody wants a cello in their band because it makes anything sound amazing. That's true. Deep and emotional. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Almost instantly. uh, Exactly, exactly. And I was, I was writing bad poetry and, uh, sort of messing around on a guitar and we started playing these songs at open mics and eventually we realized we were sort of doing a geek thing. Um, and our friends Paul and Storm let us open for them here in Portland and we found this amazing geek audience and, and started the double clicks. So now how did you meet Paul and Storm? Uh, internet. <laughs> oh, cool. Yes, we sent them a email, just sort of cold email <laughs> saying, <laughs> uh, we like you, we have a band, and they, they liked what we were doing. So we were very lucky that Those way. Those are my favorite internet stories. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm just going to try this and see what happens. And the next thing yeah. you know, you have an, an audience who's interested in listening to you. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can't, there's nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. No. The worst thing they can do is say no or ignore you. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened to you, Regina, with your dissertation. That is exactly what happened to me with the dissertation. Yeah. I wanted to get, I wanted what? to interview Felicia Day. It's like, hmm, I'm interviewing women gamers for my dissertation. Why not start at the top? Yeah, absolutely. So I said, Did you get her? No, I didn't. <laughs> She's a busy that. lady. <laughs> she was busy at the time, but her publicist, who was running the Guild's Twitter at the time, said, you know, I'll tweet your site for you. You'll get a bunch of hits from it. And pretty much every person that participated in the dissertation research came from that one tweet. So, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And that's how I found Rhonda, because Rhonda was one of yeah. the original participants in the study. So. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Oh, Twitter. yeah, it's, it is. It is. Twitter's a very powerful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So now has this um, has this new band just sort of driven itself, the band? I've got a southern accent. I know it's hard to understand. <laughs> has it uh, driven itself in terms of, like, we, we do everything ourselves, that kind of thing? Or? Um, as far as where it's taken you, is it is it taken on a life of its own? Are you surprised by um, how well it's gone? Yeah, you know, when we started, we didn't really know how much of a geek music scene there was or that we would be, you know, invited to play at conventions across the country just because of the kind of music that we play. Um, and it's, it's, it's been amazing sort of finding and playing for these communities like we we play in a lot of game stores across the country, uh, which I think it's very lucky to be a geek band because there's a lot of people trying to be musicians and trying to tour. But we know that we're going to find an audience that thinks that our Buffy and Star Trek jokes are funny um, and that we would want to hang out with anyway. Yeah, well, that, that's nice I, because it not only does it give you a built in audience, it gives it, you an audience that is appreciative of what you're doing because mm-hmm. you kind of set yourself to the side that way. Yeah, the community tends to react that way mm-hmm. for some reason. I mean, the, 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 they all it's just like going to a con the very first time you go to a con 
I mean, you're all there and you're all loving the same thing. It's like, what's not to like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, we, I mean, it's, it's a wonder, it, it, most of the time, it is a wonderful, positive community and we are super grateful to be members of it. Aubrey, was it hard to talk uh, your sister into starting the band? Uh, we think I was sneaky enough about it. <laughs> Ooh. I didn't realize what was happening. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of a joke, I think, at first, but it went over so well. Yes, the people at Open Mic, it were just normal people playing their songwriter songs and Angela would come in and we would make them all die laughing. So it's like, let's, let's do a tiny show. Let's open for our friends. And then it just blew up. It was great. Cool. That's awesome. Well, tell us how uh, nothing to prove came about now that, uh, that obviously was not your first song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing the double click stuff, I guess since 2009 or 2011, depending on how you measure it. And Nothing to Prove came out on our album this year. But that is a song um, about, you know, I guess inspired by the whole fake geek girl concept where people have these tests and these elitist measures for who gets to call themselves a geek and who, you know, how you get to label yourself uh, within a community, which I think is very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, you know, as I said before, the community, for the most part, is really positive and it does wonderful things for people. So it is especially disappointing to me <laughs> when this safe space becomes, you know, not safe. For people. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. I think that's one of the the worst parts of what happened with all that kind of controversy and all the articles that came out and things that people were saying. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, especially if, it, you know, from my perspective of, you know, I was a young teenage girl trying desperately to like find things I connect with and trying to, you know, be accepted it's just something you think is so important back then. And to, to be, you know, told that you don't really like the things that you like, it seems like a completely silly thing to do to somebody who's already sort of in that insecure position. So yeah, the Nothing to Prove song was, I mean, the song itself is my story. But when we made the music video where we collected um, stories from like over 150 people, uh, it is really far beyond us at this point. And the video is something that I cherish very much. Yeah, I I sobbed the first time I saw it. (laughs) I literally was just like, oh my god, this is the most beautiful thing ever. So good job. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I think a lot of people connected mm-hmm. with it. And I think since there are so many stories, people found someone in there that they really was like, that's right, me. Exactly. And you're just like me. And we're all together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really happy that that positive impact happened. So this was more of a, a response maybe to the news that was happening because you said the the song was kind of a story about your your life so it's not a direct response to a particular incident um no i mean we've certainly had people like test us or assume that we are faking what we do (laughs) um which makes me like only once have i gotten really genuinely angry when somebody did that to us but you know it what makes me more mad uh, than it happening to us, because, you know, I don't really care. I've got nothing to prove, is when it happens to people who, you know, get upset about it because they're not, you know, the, it's the first time or they don't realize that there are these bullies out there. Um, so it's the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a sad commentary. I, I wonder if there's a relation between this kind of idea and the bullying that comes that's coming within geek culture because it is gaining a certain status and a certain mm-hmm. importance. And so because of that, people like latch on to we need to defend it and we need to make sure it stays true and, you know, need to make sure it does this and that and this and that and that, you know, whatever other things they think it needs to do. And out of that comes, you know, bullying and comes bad behavior in general. And that makes me kind of sad because I love the, you know, surge in geek culture and, you know, 
the references and the stuff you can find. You know, I bought a bunch of uh, Christmas ornaments last year at Target that were all like geek themed and Star Wars and Angry Birds. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, this is a Target. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's awesome. It is. It's, it's fantastic awesome. that this is here and that this is culture and that they know they have an audience that's going to buy this. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah. So so I, it just makes me sad that that's that seems to be part of what's kind of coming out of it. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's only a good thing that like whatever the top grossing movie ever was the Avengers mm-hmm. and like that Joss Whedon is everywhere yeah. and you can buy a like so many different kinds of crocheted R2-D2 hats on Etsy. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is all amazing stuff. But yeah, there are definitely people who, when they got into nerdery, did it alone and are very confused by these people who maybe look like the people who bullied them, mm-hmm. enjoying mm-hmm. the things that they enjoy. Exactly. So yeah, and everybody's just got to think about it a little bit. That's an excellent point, too, because we do make those those assumptions. And I know someone on, who runs another website on Facebook who talks about that. He's like, I don't look like a geek. I don't look like I play tabletop role-playing games. And so people judge me when I walk into a game store like, well, you know, you look like a football player. There's no way you could actually know how to play D&D. And it's, it's just as unfair <laughs> as what had been happening yeah. before. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, sad. That's really, uh, you know, it's really funny. I was playing um, Borderlands 2 last night. And Regina, have you played the uh, Tiny, you play Tiny Tina's DLC, right? I have not actually played her DLC. I've heard nothing but great things about it, but I haven't gone back to it, no. Oh, okay. Well, there's a scene in there where one of the characters is uh, a steroid-induced bodybuilder. Uh And he wants to play Tiny Tina's. RPG tabletop game mm-hmm. and the other characters don't want him to because they think he's faking it. Oh. <laughs> he's not a real geek, so they give him a geek test. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, what? <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I think that the uh, the characters, it's like the siren and and uh, uh, the the, ma- the original characters, they're mm-hmm. they're like, um, we're sorry. We sh- we shouldn't have done that. We'll let you play. Yeah. I don't think it was really well resolved, but Torg was very happy, and he was like, awesome! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. There's been a couple of articles from the writers of um, Borderlands 2 who talk about purposely putting plot lines into Borderlands 2 that address issues like um, the quest with Ellie, who is, um, you know, how do I say this politely? She is, she's a big girl, She's got, you know, she's a very big girl. And there's a quest where you go and you have to collect these emblems that the bad guys are making to sort of mock her that they have on their cars. So you have to attack their cars and take the emblems and take them back to her because she loves them so much. She wants to decorate her garage with them (laughs) because she loves her body and she loves who she is and she loves what she looks like. And they're like, that was a very active choice for us to make to make a character who was not your typical female video game character and have her love her body. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that quest was relating to this same this same topic and that they were consciously writing it in there. Awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really kind of cool. I'm very impressed with what they talk about and how they talk about their gaming. And I hit and, and then I felt dumb because I didn't notice it <laughs> when I was playing. I'm like, how did I not pick up on that? Oh, duh. That's because you're generally a nice person. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Well, um, it's obvious you guys are longtime uh, geek fans. Um, do you lean towards Star Wars or Star Trek one way or the other? Uh, yes, yeah, Star Trek, definitely, which is 
you know, we both we very much enjoy the start the starring wars, correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and there are twos, D twos, and so on. Uh, but yeah, no, we grew up watching Star Trek. Uh, we got you know like Ferengi marbles one year for Christmas. It was sort of oh. runs in our family. So um, awesome. And I actually was watching a really weird episode of Deep Space Nine last you night. Were. In fact, it's a great show. Yeah, I haven't. I agree. Yeah, I haven't watched much of Deep Space Nine. Just a, a few here and there. It's good. Have you watched Buffy and Angel? Yes. It, Multiple yeah, times. Deep Space Nine is Deep Space Nine is sort of the angel of the Star Trek because it's like uh. starts off worse than TNG <laughs> uh, because they don't really know what they're doing uh-huh. and then it gets really really good and much deeper than that. What oh, TNG interesting. Was, interesting. So, yeah, that is interesting. That's a that's a nice way to characterize Angel. Mm-hmm. I, I love Angel. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I love I love the story arcs and um, a friend of mine. Her theory about season five of Angel was that. It was the season where Joss took like every idea he had ever had for a show and just threw it all into the season, like with the puppets and, yeah. you know, kind of all the crazy kind of little plot line twists and things that are in there. She's like, it was just his like grab bag. He's like, OK, I'm throwing everything in here. That's awesome. <laughs> and it worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's where you might find a demon zombie. That might be yeah, where you'd find true. a demon zombie, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that would be the perfect twist in one that of That would be the perfect episodes. twist in that. Maybe Dark Horse will come out with something like that. <laughs> now, you guys uh, mentioned Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons in some mm-hmm. of your songs. Uh, are you tabletop gamers? Yes. I mean, much more much more than we are video gamers or anything like that. We play tabletop games, like, not right now. Wait, you play Shadowrun right I'm now? I'm playing, yeah, Shadowrun 5 right now. Yeah. Awesome. And Currently. At this very moment. <laughs> She's rolling her all I of her am dice. Face mage, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I played D and I got into it in high school and then in college. It's actually how I met my boyfriend. Um, but right now, we don't really have a campaign going because we travel and work all the time. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's ha- hard to be consistent with a game like that when you have uh, a schedule that takes you away from home on a regular basis. Yeah, we keep trying. Yeah, we keep making characters and then. I have to be away or something. So, so when you are when you play Dungeons and Dragons, I'd, I've never played RP, tabletop RPGs. I play a lot of tabletop games, uh, board games now. Just I love Arkham Horror and oh yeah, games like that. I just love it. Um, but when you uh, build your characters in Dungeons and Dragons, Angela, what type of character do you like to build? Um, I, I mean, I always try to tr- try something new. Uh, I've played some fun wizards and some fun like dwarven fighters. But I don't know if I have a typical. I just try to be awesome <laughs> and make sure we're a balanced party. Yeah. So you feel? I think Aubrey likes to go ahead. Aubrey likes to roll as many dice as possible. Yeah, that's why I play Shadowrun. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll roll twenty-three d6. That'll work. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That does give you a lot of power that way. Do you make any? Do like you it. make any sort of? Because um, uh, I know uh, alignment is really important in in these kinds of games do you make certain choices about your character's alignment they're good or bad or anything like that yeah i think it's more fun to like try to role play a lawful character uh they're so limiting (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's so limiting it's more more of a creative challenge Mm -hmm. but if you want to be more cheaty and easy i think chaotic chaotic (laughs) code is usually a pretty good idea yeah i've i haven't played I, I know I've I rolled a couple of characters and I haven't had I, my schedule is kind of a little tight to, for the pretty much for the same reasons yours are I just can't really get together on a regular enough basis to do a tabletop RPG, but I've rolled a couple well, of characters. Making characters is fun. yeah exactly making characters is fun. Like we were playing our friends uh, indie RPG the, uh, a couple weeks ago 
And I basically just rolled up a character, which was the female version of Luke Skywalker. Nice. That was amazing. Which was really fun. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But undead. But undead. Oh, oh but you're yeah. dead. Yeah, but that's how the game worked. Oh. Yeah, everybody was. It's, it's one of the game mechanics. <laughs> yeah, everybody is to come come back from the dead to you know fight for stuff. It was a really it's a really fun game. Awesome, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, with being on the road so much, um, do you try to do any type of gaming, or what do you do to occupy yourself while you're in the car in the hotels and waiting? Oh man, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you guys we mentioned listen. that at the convention and I was curious yeah. as to which ones you listen to. Uh, we listened to Comedy Bang Bang, um, Thrilling Adventure Hour. I've been listening to a lot of Nerdists mm. yeah, recently. Yeah, podcasts and uh, the Star Talk. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> they have comedians. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely important like miles and miles and hours and hours across the country. Our last tour was 8,000 miles long. Oh, wow. Uh, just all at once. Wow. And all done. Uh, we did the whole country in one month. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, so it was really important that we have some good playlists and good podcasts to listen to. <laughs> so then were you, were, are you serious then when, in the song about a rock star's life for me that, <laughs> that that's what you, that you enjoy doing that? Uh, we, we really do have fun. I mean, playing concerts for people is just the best. Um, just meeting people and being able to share the things that we love is great uh, because nerds are really good at being fans. It's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, and we love to have people sing along, which is just so energizing and fun. But yeah, the actual, all of the parts in between that, the t- other 22 hours in the day <laughs> can get a little bit tedious. <laughs> Do you have road games that you play while you're on the road driving? I sleep. I sleep. Yeah, we play not talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> this is quiet possible. time. And then making sure we eat at regular intervals. Yeah. That's a good game. We, could, we play go to Chipotle. Yes. Very nice. Where's the nearest Where's Chipotle? The nearest Chipotle? I can support that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's We've seen Chipotle's all across this great nation. <laughs> they have a lot of different types of food actually it's interesting huh. so do you both sleep in the car uh i sleep uh, on our last tour aubrey came and we had our roadie podcast co-host wonderful fellow justin also driving and so i didn't drive i slept um and then worked all night when we had wi-fi uh and they sang along with terrible <laughs> top 100 playlists and <laughs> and drove and drove, yeah, that was great. Did you have the um, the soundtrack from the Buffy musical that you listened to at all? We did not. Oh, that's I a should... great idea. I know. Should de- it's one of my favorites yeah. for our trips, so. Yeah, we had Dr. Horrible. Okay, that's good. That that we, that's. Yeah, we should get Buffy. You should get Buffy. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's kind of, it's it's hard to sing along to because the the melodies are kind of weird, but it, it you know, it gives you that pleasure of having the Buffy with you, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah tortured spike yes oh, oh that's my oh. favorite song. Oh, spike's my favorite character on buffy i think spike and xander yeah 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 talk about opposites in terms terms of alignment but yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely now i was really glad to i've been re-watching the that episode where um he and anya are engaged Mm-hmm. And the very first time I saw that season, I still was so incredibly mystified that he left her at the altar. Yeah. And I still am. I, I, I'm hoping maybe in the second watching I'll get in a little bit more out of it. But it just didn't seem to fit to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a it was a weird moment. I agree. I think I can't help. <laughs> well, you can't help. <laughs> <laughs> I think he 
I think it was playing on Xander's insecurity mm-hmm. about like he loved her so much he couldn't he couldn't even imagine hurting her. And I think that that's where yeah. it was kind of coming from, or at least in my mind, that's always how I rationalize the choices he made in that episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny because I think that's what guys end up usually doing anyway is to keep from hurting you so badly they hurt. Right, you. exactly. They don't they don't see the irony in that, mm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think yeah. this through a little bit. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the uh, questions that Regina likes to ask our guest is uh, one she used in her dissertation and we carried out throughout each of the shows. And that is, how would you define a gamer? Mm. That's, that's a pretty comp, but that's a pretty uh, recurring response. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the way I feel about like people like classifying themselves with a label like geek, it's I feel that's something you can only put on yourself. Um, so if you want to call yourself a gamer, you play games, I would say do it. I can't define that for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are lots of different kinds of games and lots of people who enjoy them to various levels. So yeah, I'm up for anybody calling themselves a gamer as a self if they want a to. self-identified nomenclature or yeah. something somebody assigns to themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I just I just had a student uh, I just had a session of classes start this week and I was reading introductions, and one of my students is like, oh, I played you know all these different platforms, but I'm not a gamer because I can't really I don't have enough time to play right now. Uh-huh. And I was like. Well, actually, <laughs> I would argue yeah. that you're still a gamer, even if you don't have time to play, just because it is an interest and it's something that you followed and you've done for much of your life. I don't I don't think just because you can't play right now that you should, you know, not call yourself a gamer. Yeah. So. But that might be a fear of someone telling them that they're not really a gamer. That's true. Mm-hmm. And a reaction to kind of that, you know, that geek bullying or something like that, especially since in my introduction to the class, I put in that, you know, I study games and I write about games and I do all this stuff stuff and so I have a certain amount of cred associated with it so he might have been thinking oh I'm not a gamer because I don't want to you know put myself up against that kind of measure yeah yeah but I was like no you're a gamer sorry (laughs) (laughs) so are you guys very big readers uh I am recently since I got a kindle I love it oh god which kindle did you get don't get me started (laughs) oh I have I have an old one it's like from one of the first generations and it's actually kind of broken but it doesn't have like the backlight or anything yeah oh yeah the the white paper the ink no it's not the paper white it's just an old one but it's wonderful and I read a lot of books on it yeah I think I have a similar one too mine doesn't have a backlight either it just looks like a flat piece of paper and I have a light in my case that I can use yeah yeah stuff what are you what are you reading right now uh Angela uh at the moment I am reading a nonfiction book called Scatter Adapt and Remember which is a book by the editor-in-chief of io9 Annalie Newitz Hmm. about mass extinctions um, and you know how the several mass extinctions that have happened through Earth's history, and how we are probably in the middle of one now, but that doesn't mean that humans are going to die out because there are always survivors of mass extinction. So interesting, it's really interesting. Yeah, right now I'm reading about uh, the this species of bacteria that basically global warming everything else out of existence uh, by taking over the entire world. It's like, oh, good for them. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like something uh, you'd see on an episode like, of Fringe. Yeah. yeah. What about sure. you, Aubrey? Do you read very much? Uh, it, it's very scattered because I get, I know I read several books. I mean, you read, year. you read Game of Thrones. You're up, I, oh, up yeah. on that. That's true. I spent all of last year reading all, all the books. <laughs> I was about to say, that's, that's an investment. That's a commitment. That's really, oh yeah. That's a Absolutely. Commitment. Yeah, I made the mistake of buying Game of Thrones on my Kindle. 
And I bought mm-hmm. four of the books like in a pack together. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize that they were going to come as like one file. Oh, so you just kept going. So it's like I'm, you know, through half of the second book, but I've only read 16% <laughs> of it. Oh, yeah. And and I swear yeah. that that has like been a detriment to me reading. <laughs> I keep looking yeah. at it like because it doesn't usually on the bottom of the Kindle, you can see the chapter breaks, but this just has mm-hmm. book breaks. So I, I, oh. I can't see like when the next chapter is about to come up or anything like that. So it's really hard for me to like go, okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have rewards when you're reading, which reminds me, have you seen the Pride and Prejudice app, the Stride and Prejudice? No. It's an amazing, it's just like a side scrolling game where you jump, but while you're jumping, you are reading the entire text of Pride and Prejudice. <gasps> oh my so you're just, God. Are you, you serious? Just like, yeah. It's just like an iPhone. So you just press to jump in between like the sentences and phrases and you can like adjust the speed and the acceleration of it and like the backlight color. So I like read four chapters of Pride and Prejudice yesterday <laughs> just because <laughs> it was right there. It's like, this is amazing because it's like the stupid addicting iPhone game, but you're actually you're reading actually literature. Reading. Wow. Talk about gamification. Oh, yeah, no, it's so smart. Wow. <laughs> I want them to do that with books I haven't read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things that you aren't nat- naturally sort of drawn to. Can you imagine if they did yeah. that for textbooks? That'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. I mean, it seems like they should be able to put out an API for it because it's so smart. And it's actually a really like I have honestly, uh, like I have a hard time comprehending books or like maintaining stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have to reread stuff. But this was like completely easy. Uh, Granted, yeah. I've read Pride yeah. and Prejudice like five times, but it was I it was good. <laughs> I think I think I want more books. like that. Well, I think it's it's kind of like a game in that that it the engagement and, and the interaction you're having with the text is not something yeah. you get when you're reading on a flat screen or a flat, you know, piece of paper. Right. So that extra step of you being engaged with it would would and it would it would help with retention as well, just in yeah. general. So wow, that's that's got to be the the next brilliant idea after the the zombie run game, zombie yeah. run app. That's just so oh, smart. so much fun. <laughs> oh, you guys know zombie run? Yeah, Aubrey does that. Oh, it is so cool. I get I get so angry sometimes when uh, um, I'm running the app and there's somebody send me out basically to get me killed. <laughs> right. And it makes me so mad. It's like, you know, I, I, I tweeted to them one time. I was like, you know, give me some sort of way of doing retribution because you just keep letting these people abuse me. <laughs> <laughs> they need to expand the story. They need to have a, a complimentary app that goes with it where you are yeah, sending something. people out. <laughs> Man. That's awesome. You, you mentioned watching Deep Space uh, Nine last night. Are, are there any new shows on right now that you guys are liking? Uh, Agents of Shield. Yeah, watching. Although I'm not caught up because we have I haven't seen Thor, so I I think I'm supposed to wait on one of them. Um, what else do we watch other than Agents of Shield? Have you watched any Arrow? Oh, no, do you watch Arrow? I watch slowly working my way through Arrow. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to watch that too. I haven't got caught up on it either. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching a, the new uh, Chris Hardwick's new show, which is not non or no, not fiction, but at midnight, which is really fun because it's a bunch of comedians talking about Twitter <laughs> for the things that I think are funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, mostly Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then I'm like watching Angel and Deep Space Nine and X-Files all at once. Right wow, now. that's an excellent collection. No, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, when I want to watch, it's like the range of how depressed I want to be <laughs> after I watch an episode. So it's like, if it's still light out, we can watch X-Files, but <laughs> if I'm already kind of down, I need to get some Deep Space Nine on <laughs> going on. That's fantastic. I can totally agree with that, too. I tried to watch Angel by myself 
a couple of times. Uh-huh. And I was like, mm, no, yeah, this is a little creepy for me to be watching alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can be super fun, but there's there are definitely moments. Yeah, there's some episodes it. where it's it's pretty disturbing. I've been watching Fringe. I haven't ever watched it before. And I tend to watch like a show while I'm like having a meal usually. Oh, Fringe, <laughs> Fringe is a really bad show for that. Yes. Like, yeah, yes. X-Files too. X-Files too. Mm-hmm. I, I used to joke about that with Bones because Bones was that way because, you know, the beginning of every Bones episode is the discovery of some mutilated body. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I think I yeah. need some better choices for <laughs> dinner time. Yeah, viewing. you basically, yeah, Grimm is the same way. You just skip everything before the first commercial break and then you can watch it while you're eating yeah. and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I like Grimm quite a bit. Yeah. It's filmed in Portland. I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's a local yeah. show. Now, you guys right now are doing uh, a song a week on your website? Yes. How's that going? How long have you been doing that? Uh, we started doing that September 25th. And yeah, we are recording, like writing, recording, and creating a video every oh week for a new brand new song. Yes. Uh, we actually just saw Paul and Storm. We were all visiting LA at the same time. And Paul was just like, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, haven't you ever talked to Jonathan Colton about this This is a terrible idea why are you doing it but we're only doing it for like 15 weeks we did it from September 25th to the end of the year Uh, we're actually today in the middle of writing a song um, for an upcoming week it's it's very fun it's it you know I I get very antsy when I'm not recording or writing or releasing anything Mm. Um, and we like to have stuff that's topical and sort of constant and the response has been really really nice I think people like fun part yeah (laughs) yeah we we got we we started sort of trying to be dignified and then just got really silly and people (laughs) like it when we get that way so I'm just like never mind let's just do it not care what anybody I went to high school with or something might think um yeah we when we we like ran out of time and the only thing I had left was the song I wrote about a turtle which is the only creature that survives the apocalypse um, and the song is called Now I Am the Fastest <laughs> uh, and I was just like I've been holding on to this song forever because it's so silly um, and we just like alright we're going to release it and we made a video with a terrible special effects that we made by just like attaching the turtle to a piece of tape like a tiny little one inch toy and pulling it across the screen <laughs> Um, it was, uh, very fun to make and people appreciated it. So it's like, all right, well, we're just going to do what we enjoy. Well, and it wins all around. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, I can't believe that you're doing videos because yeah. didn't Jonathan Colton just do the audio? Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. But there's only one of him. That's true. Yeah. Cause and he did it for a year cause he's crazy. Yeah. A year, a year would be a long time. A year, but yeah, and yeah. so so you must like to some degree the the experience of being in a pressure cooker. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I like it, but I need yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's definitely like I can say I want to make an album forever, but until I have a deadline, it's never going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm pressure driven yeah. like that too. I have to have you need to have this done by this time sometimes to get things done. Is yeah. that what I need to do, Regina? Yeah, <laughs> actually, oh, if you need to, if you need to know something from me, you need to tell me. I need you to answer this email by this date, and then I'll be good. But okay. otherwise, I'm just like, oh, I'll get to it, and then it sits in the back of my head, and then sometimes I get around to it, and sometimes I don't. Yeah, Regina, I've been married for two years, and I'm just now figuring. <laughs> Rhonda's the on schedule um, Excel uh, spreadsheet. She's my best friend. 
half of our duo and I'm the creative. Let's come up with all the big crazy ideas and make this bigger and crazier for us. So yeah, we work well together. Good combo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So which, which of you would you say is the, uh, the, the reasonable, the, the voice of reason in situations. I don't making faces. I don't think either of us are reasonable. Yeah. Our dynamic is sort of weird. Like we both have, uh, I think we, re- I mean, we're sisters. We grew up together, so we have a lot of similarities, but basically like we get down to Aubrey is editing the song. I am editing the video and we're both like making the same annoyed sounds and faces and hope <laughs> wishing yes. that the software would do what we want it to do so we can just go to sleep. It, we're very similar that way. How many years are there between you? Two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. That's about what uh, me and my sister are almost exactly two years, yeah. So did you have to learn how to do all that editing when you started doing the double clicks? Uh, video stuff is something I do, which I took in high school mm. and just sort of figured out myself after that. Um, we're not, I'm not very good at it at all, but yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm self-taught. Aubrey actually knows what she's doing on the audio side. I did have, yes, several years of teachers telling me how to do it. Yeah, she has a degree in such things, which is a huge benefit to our band that most other songwriters I know are super jealous that I have an Aubrey and they do not have an Aubrey. <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah, we have a Ryan. And we have a Ryan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. <Yeah. laughs> We're very thankful that Ryan does that for us, too, yes. Because I was editing... To begin with, I taught, I was self-taught to edit the podcast when I launched it, and and that was great. And I, you know, I learned a lot. Um, one of the most important things I learned is that I hate editing podcasts. So, you, you know, it's good lessons. <laughs> yeah. What tools do you like to use when you're with your editing in the video and um, and with audio? Sure. Um, I use we used iMovie for a long time in video, and when you go back and watch our old videos, you can see I clap. At yeah. the beginning of all of them to line up the audio um, back on all of our YouTube stuff. Uh, these days I use Final Cut Pro because we, we had a nice uh, crowdfunded effort to get us that software. Oh, so awesome. It is nice. It makes my computer sad, but yeah, <laughs> it is wonderful software that makes things a lot easier. Yeah, that, that's kind of a swap that you have to make sometimes. Those lesser sophisticated programs run faster on, on computers sometimes, but yeah. yeah, yeah, there's nothing quite like that. Aubrey uses the professional tools oh. for her. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, very nice, very nice. Well, are you guys working on a new album yet, or are you just trying to get through the next 15 weeks? Uh, yeah, I imagine that the songs that we're doing for Song a Week will be, or Weekly Song Wednesday, as we call it, hmm. um, will be on an album after they are on YouTube, um, probably in a more arranged professional recording uh, with more time yes. <laughs> version. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, after that, yeah, we have some things think we're thinking about. Um, I mean, we'll have 15 new songs at the end of this. So yeah, that's an album. That's a, and, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to kind of go about getting, you know, like you said, to, to get that pressure, to get driven, to do it and to end up with a lot of material to work with, to create an album. Yeah. So that'll be cool. One of my favorite songs of yours, I think is a lesser known one of your songs. It's uh-huh. the one about Eve online. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> That was not what I was expecting you to no, say. No, I didn't think it would be. <laughs> yes. No, I don't play that anymore uh, as much, but it's a fun one. It is. It's an interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting game, and I, I actually had someone who plays it, who I who I sent that song to, uh, when he uh-huh. heard that I was having you guys on the show. He's like, "Oh, you need to make sure to let them know that I finally stopped mining." <laughs> Mind you, awesome. he's been playing since the game came out, which was like oh wow, two thousand three. Yeah, and he stopped in the last year. So, and 
Yeah. My boyfriend used to play that game. Coincidentally, sometime around when that song came out. Uh, <laughs> uh, but now he doesn't play that game anymore, and I don't play that song anymore. And I think it's all <laughs> fine. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, mine is, um, my favorite is Cats and Netflix. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yes. that's the weekly song Wednesday song. We are really happy with how that one came out. Yeah, that's that's a description of my absolute favorite day off. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. That hit all my notes, definitely. Now, when do you guys um, tour again? I noticed that you had, a, you've got a, like, three events mm-hmm. uh, or two events for the rest of the year. Um, do you got a tour plan for next year? Uh, we're working on something in the spring right now. Okay. Um, we haven't announced anything yet. Uh, or booked anything solidly, but we will probably do a few strategic strikes at different parts of the country uh, starting in the spring. Awesome. And I've got uh, November 30th in Portland. Yes. At the Secret Society. Yes, that's going to be a great show. And December 2nd in Seattle at the Triple Door. Correct. Yep. Cool. Awesome. And And by the way, you guys have got an awesome website. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we really love it. Who does your website? Uh, we do. Um, I go to a bunch of WordPress conventions because I am a huge nerd, uh, <laughs> and then come home and mess with it and add plugins. And it, stuff. it is, uh, and and not just uh, not just the look and the feel, but it has got anything I needed to know or needed to find. I immediately could find it on your site. It's very well organized, and it's absolutely one of the best PR pieces you guys could possibly have. Oh, thank you. It's wonderful to hear you say yeah. that. And that's that's yeah, high praise from Rhonda about. because Rhonda is very critical of web design. So that's Yeah, I'm, I'm a designer and I test websites. I'm a QA tester and oh, wow. um, I've been on the internet for years and <laughs> it's... It's a really, it's really nice, especially coming from creatives to see that you guys have thought about all the things. It's really good. Good website. Thank you. Yeah, I used to be a journalist, so I would be constantly trying to find contact information on people's websites or like helpful information. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's how you, that's how you know when you, when you're surfing around and you get frustrated, it's like, they should do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's just to let our listeners know that th- there's just a, a wonderful amount of information out on the DoubleClicks website. Also, you can check out immediately on their homepage their uh, uh, song of the week. And you can stream their music. You can buy their music. You can download their music. And they have a YouTube channel. It's, pr- it's just really, really awesome the way that you can get. And you can get sheet music, right? We have, uh, we have some chords for some of our songs. Yeah. Uh, we actually just added that because people were asking us how to play a few of them. So there's a, a few beginning kind of ukulele chord sheets for some of our more popular songs out there now. Very smart. Awesome. Thanks to a very helpful fan who put them together. Oh, <laughs> That's fantastic. We love fans. <laughs> love fans like that who are helpful. Well, we love having Angela and Aubrey on our show. This is very exciting for me. It was. It was. Um, you guys were very nice, uh, and I was excited to see you in Greensboro. And you guys check out the double clicks on their website, and we look forward to seeing what you got coming out in 2014. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. Thanks for having us. When we get to Uncle Geek's house, he'll be waiting for us to arrive. He'll first give us a great big hug and then a password for the Wi Fi.
You've been listening to Game On Girl. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at RoRoom, that's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M, or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz with two Zs. Huge thanks to Angela and Aubrey Weber of the Double Clicks for joining us on the show today. I had a fantastic time talking to them. If you don't know them and you don't know their music, you really should. Please make sure to go out and check out their website, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and support their weekly Wednesday songs right now because, as we said, the pressure cooker is creating some pretty fantastic stuff for them. And see them live. And see That's, them live. Yeah, see them. If you awesome ever get live. a chance, I saw them with Will Wheaton and Paul and Storm several months ago in Portland and it was just a pleasure to have them on stage and and that's just a great group of people together so definitely check them out and speaking of Paul and Storm they've started a Kickstarter project for their next album and it's got 27 days to go and it's already funded But you know the way Kickstarters uh, run if you are part of the contributor even at this point more than likely you'll get a copy of the album or some other great bonus materials so we encourage you guys to go out there and check out their Kickstarter. Yeah we'll have a link for it up with the show when we put the show notes up from this week so go check it out because Pollen Storm, Double Clicks they're all pretty awesome geeky music. Episodes of Game on Girl are available from iTunes and Stitcher Streaming. We also have an app for download available from Podbean for iOS users. These links, along with a description in the show, can be found on our website, gameongirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, get your double clicks game on. How does no one understand that it must suck to be? an apostrophe I would not like to be an apostrophe I do not want to be an apostrophe like you it's hard to be it is hard to be or hard belongs to it to be it makes a difference in the end